in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my wizarding friend, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the Harry Potter 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts. This was a special uh, that came out on HBO Max to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the release of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. One of our last episodes of season two, we did a special on the Harry Potter film series uh, to mark the 20th anniversary, but this was a special thing that was coming out that was gonna include many of the original cast members from the film series coming back to the film sets to talk about the experience of making these movies and how much it's not only meant to the world, but how much it's meant to them and how much it's changed them and where their lives are now. Uh, and this was just exciting. I think for Potter fans, you know, we, we've been waiting for something with the original cast again. You know, I think there's always been hope for, is there going to be a, another movie or, you know, this cursed child, which continues their stories down the line. Will that ever happen? Uh, which there are rumors brewing that that might be a thing one day. But I think a lot of people come around the holiday season, especially they get to these Harry Potter movies. You know, Christmas time is a big time for Harry Potter. So uh, it's exciting to see, oh, wow, a lot of original casts that are still alive are going to come back to do these interviews. And, and maybe we'll get to see a few special things we've never seen before behind the scenes of stories or, you know, interviews and stuff. So, Taylor, what were, you, what were your thoughts about this you know, special coming out? And after watching it, how did it make you feel? Well, number one, Chris, I am a huge fan and sucker for cast reunions. I think what's one one of the many positives of the media, movies and shows uh, during the pandemic is we've got a lot of these reunions. It's been a, uh, for, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic it's come out, but we've seen a lot of reunions from previous shows and movie franchises, but I was very, I'm always excited. I love a little bit look behind the curtain. And so this, I was very excited. And, you know, both of us, Harry Potter fans, we grew up on the books. We grew up with Harry Potter literally. And, um, you know, it's seeing all the movies, you know, there, it is something special. And like we had talked about our previous episode, we have a, a deep love of this franchise. I was pumped. And just to just to see what everyone's thoughts were, see if we get any, maybe even some juicy tidbits of behind the scenes, and which we did. So that was really great. But uh, it's just so also just it's something about when you not just see the cast members come back. But you see their reactions and how they interact with people. And that did not disappoint. I think, you know, obviously, shout out to the, you know, the ultimate trio. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was really pumped and, and very pleasantly um, happy with what they did with this. What were your thoughts about this, man? I just love the whole thing. I I, um, <laughs> I uh, love it. <laughs> I just love it. End of review. No, I'm someone also that really likes cast reunions. And I like behind the scenes. I love you know, the documentary side of how films are made. You know, it's one thing to watch these films and watch them as they grow up and, you know, as the stories continue, but there's so much that goes into making these films. And to remember really that many of these actors were truly just kids that had either just started their acting career or maybe been a few years into an acting career with a few credits. And they're being cast in this film franchise that is, you know, the this book series is taking off around the world 
the documentary goes through the periods of the movies from one through, if you call it eight, you know, 7.1, 7.2. So they kind of do it in chunks, which I thought was great. It was like, let's start from the beginning. It's ve- And it's very nicely organized too, which I thought that was really great. So you're not like, it, some I think documentaries uh, or, you know, these reunions kind of go back and forth. This was very well, you know, brought up. It didn't jump around too much. It was like they, they every now and then might mention something from, you know, a later film, but it was very... It was very set in a way of like, all right, we're going from one to the end. So, and I love that they included all the directors of the films. So Chris Columbus, you know, in the very beginning comes out and he goes into Dumbledore's office with Dana Radcliffe. And of course, you know, in London, there is the Warner Brothers studio tour, which has a lot of these sets still there from these movies. And just talking about how, you know, it was so hard to cast Harry Potter. That was one of the biggest challenges. And the think of how many kids they saw. And then Chris Columbus, the story of him seeing this David Copperfield, seeing young Dana Radcliffe and going, that's Harry, that's him. Had to come up for audition. And the fact that, too, his parents did not want him involved in these movies. I did not realize that. So that was very interesting. Which, I mean, of course, you think there is the side of you want your child to succeed if he's, you know, his passion is to be an actor. But there is a big side to taking on these roles that the three actors, especially talk about Dana Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint of that. The fame really did become a point of a negative thing. You know, at first it was so exciting because they're just, you know, they didn't they just get swept up in everything. And it was kind of crazy that one point where Emma Watson revealed that she almost quit the series because the fame got well, to her. It wasn't even just the fame, but just to think, okay, you don't realize what you're doing when you're signing up for eight movies, essentially. And that's like your whole life. I mean, they, they, they're they having no life outside of the series. I mean, you really have no time to really do other things because that's, that's your focus. And I think also because that, and I think it was very interesting to see that it was an extreme bit of method acting that they're literally didn't know who they were because they grew up and they were these characters. And when you're surrounded by people who just look at you like, Oh, you're Harry, you're Hermione, you're uh, Ron. So, and I did not realize though, that at one point she was like, I don't want to do this. And just imagine if they didn't stick it out. Cause I could get, you could get burned out. I could get it. Like, well, I'm like kind of done with this. And it's hard because there's always going to be people's expectations of these movies. Uh, those are the book lovers expectations of the role and yeah it's kind of you know that that we haven't seen really a film series we've had other film series that have kids involved that maybe last two to three films but to last a whole decade uh you know to get to the fame level that they did that's for all these actors you know and i love to the how much they talk about it really was like an acting class for a lot of these kids because you have the young you know generation then you have all of these veterans and, you know, uh, great actors that are the the teachers, the professors, the, you yeah, know. Yeah, you got British acting royalty here. I mean, and then to to see the weight of like some of them, even at an early age, they realized this is big, who I'm working with. I mean, even as they got older, like I love like how they kind of like kind of blew their minds, like especially like Dana Radcliffe talking about working with Gary Oldman, how excited he was. and Guys, guys, be cool. Be cool. Gary yeah. Oldman's on set today. <laughs> <laughs> and I so, love the so fact funny. that when he was with Hel- Helena Bonham Carter, like he had, I got, I had a crush on you at one point. Yeah, he was and... like, if only I was ten years older, I might have taken a chance. Yeah, no, no, or or she was like, if you were born ten years younger, I'm like, yeah, I was like, and she's like, you might have. <laughs> 
But yeah, I liked that, you know, they had Alfonso on, Mike Newell, David Yates. Y'all got to come in for their chunk of the story, talk about what their idea of the book was at that time. Because, you know, it really... I think that was actually good for us as, you know, you know, as, as big film nerds in general, the fact that, okay, I got a chance to, you know, short of going back and watching behind the scenes of each DVD, I got to see, like, this is why I had the decisions I made and actually it really justified everything. It made sense. And, uh, you know, my thoughts, we talked about it before when I've said like, why did I do this movie? Okay. I get it. This makes more sense now. And it was like, you could see that not only they had, they knew what they were doing, but they really took this project seriously with a lot of directors. You don't necessarily think they do or see that in the work. Yeah. They kept the tone based off what Harry's life is like in that book. And so, you know, Alfonso is like, the first two movies make sense. Columbus did such a great job of setting up the world, creating Hogwarts, all this stuff. But starting from the third film on, there is a darkness that overtakes Harry. He has the grim, you know? So he's like, the, f- the film had to be darker. There's Dementors. And then you get to Mike Newell, and he's like, by the end of the fourth book, he's no longer a kid. He's an adult because now he's seen death. And then David Yates having, you know, his spin on the rest of the franchise. He's filmed all the last four films. And yeah, I really liked that they included all of them to paint a little bit of why they made those choices. And it was kind of funny, even, yeah, a lot of the, the the British royalty, if you will, of acting here, a lot of them had stories that were very similar of like, well, I'd heard about this series, but I didn't really read it. And then I had family members be like, you're being offered to get in here. Yes, say yes. Like, uh, especially oh, Ray Fiennes when, when he was Voldemort. I've been offered to play Voldemort. And his sister was like, you've got to do it. Like, come on. <laughs> We will disown you. Um, a couple highlights I want to say. I thought it was really nice the the tributes they did, and they did a nice memoriam of all unfortunate of uh, the performers who had passed um, throughout the series. Of course, because you know when you have a decade long of filming, it's it's hard to you know as you have older cast members or you know whatever may befallen. So that was really I, I the only my only caveat was I wish they had a little bit more tribute for certain people. Like I was I was kind of disappointed they didn't give them more of a shout out to. Um, you know, Alan Rickman, uh, particularly who I think he was not only just an amazing actor, but he's such a pivotal character, uh, uh, for that series. So I think, um, but, and I think even, even some of the, uh, British royalty that's maybe, um, still alive, you know, who played like Professor McGonagall, you know, like I, there was, I wonder if that was, I wonder if that was something because they couldn't get them for this, uh, documentary, like. I, w- I thought it was surprising. Yeah, there wasn't. Um, there was a huge amount of the people that did not. Maggie return. Smith was not involved. Warwick Davis was not really involved. Um, it was a big part of them. And I thought it was surprising. Obviously, they're going to talk about Richard Harris, but they did not talk about the other actor that that continued to play Dumbledore. They, did, you know, there was obviously shots from the movies, but and like David Thewlis wasn't involved. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, you know, like they were mentioned, but they weren't part of it. Um, and obviously, too, what was kind of interesting was there was a few moments where there was interviews of JK Rowling from like 2019, but she was not personally part of any of the new filming for this documentary, which I'm sure we can all understand why understand so. why from the last couple of years of what's going on with her. Uh, but like one, one that really, a moment that really struck me as just like really beautiful was Robbie Coltrane said, you know, he's much older now and, He's in a wheelchair now. And he said, you know, eventually, you know, my grandchildren's children will watch 
these films. I won't be here, unfortunately, but Hagrid will. And it just like kind of that lasting memory of knowing that like these films meant so much and that they will go on, you know, for new generations to enjoy. And really for the three main actors, especially not only did it start and launch their career and the heights of fame and glory, but really how much it's meant to people, you know, there's the fame side, but, you know, Daniel Radcliffe revealed like, you know, he got really emotional of how, how much not only it's meant to him as an actor, but as a person, how much it's shaped his life, you know, playing that part. It's like, of course, he's done as much as he can since Harry Potter to get away from this world because that's all he was known for. And he's really done a fine job. I mean, all three of them have gone on to do these big projects uh, and are continuing to do so and really showing that they're more than just these characters, but they're never going to have that go away. You know, that's always going to be part of who they are. And this whole thing to celebrate it, I think this whole franchise, that it is one that you keep watching, you keep enjoying, you keep finding new things. And it's just something that's, Historically, I don't think we're ever going to get again. Well, and to quote it, to finish up with a great quote from the first movie is, uh, it's sad that we're going home. And no, we're never really going home. Not really. I'm not going home. Not really. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. But of course, you can go back and enjoy this on HBO Max streaming now. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the potential podcast at yahoo.com i'm your host chris dewar and i'm your host taylor sokol stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture entertainment and nerdum and remember know know your your potential. potential